0: Hey, you're back. That's great. We've got a really interesting episode planned today. We're talking with Raul Somersetti. Raul is an MBA student. He's president of the Marketing Association, and he's done tons of work with paid media. We've brought Raul on stage today to talk about his experiences in the MBA program, but also to share some of the new concepts that are coming out of marketing research. And hey, there's probably no better way to learn about new developments in an industry than from a current student. Oh, I think Raul is about to get started, so let's go meet him.
1: Hi everyone, I am Rahul Somseti. I am um, the final year MBA student at Shellit School of Business. Uh, prior to starting my MBA, I have around four years of experience in digital marketing and I initially Started off as a content marketing intern right after my undergraduation in engineering. And after that, I pivoted into multiple roles or multiple facets of digital marketing, starting from paid search to uh, social media marketing to now programmatic. So programmatic is, has been my most recent experience. Uh, so uh, post my undergraduate education, there was a startup that offered me a content marketing internship. Uh, and it sounded really cool to me and I jumped at it. And mm-hmm. once the internship was done, uh, I, I wanted to be in roles that really interested me, be with companies that really were offbeat and unconventional. So there was this uh, 3D printing startup that was offering a role called growth hacker. So that, that sounded really interesting because growth marketing is, um, something that I haven't done before that. Uh, and I haven't. Uh, learned before that so I felt there was a lot of scope for me to learn about growth marketing in that role so when I went into that role it was um, a great learning experience for me because there was a free hand at whatever I could do Uh, I could. I I was able to try organic um, reach building through SEO efforts and through uh, keyword insertion in the content and such and I also did some paid so search advertising through google ads also there was um online reputation management through different b2b sites so it was a 3d printing startup right so they were mostly catering to other businesses so overall it was an amazing experience and it launched my career into accenture where i i was doing programmatic advertising with google as our client so um Google has this programmatic advertising platform. It's called 360. Uh, for those of you who might not understand what programmatic is, uh, programma- yeah. programmatic is the paid display and video advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, that happens in time using all algorithms. So Google has their own platform. And uh, through Accenture, we were helping different advertisers maximize their revenues through that they are running on Google's platforms. Uh, that was a really interesting role too. But post that, I wanted to work with some ad agencies where I was um, accountable for some of the ad campaigns, advertising campaigns with some advertisers. So yeah, uh, my most recent experience has been with um, if you start up ad, ad agencies where they were running ads for North American clients uh, and even some Canadian brands. Right. So. Okay. TD Bank, Kudo Mobile, so all of these brands, um, we, we were trying to uh, serve ads for these brands in North American region to different ethnicities, so it was a really interesting challenge that we faced, and uh, yeah, I can probably talk a bit about that too uh, yeah. in, in this well, podcast.
0: We're happy to have you here, Raul, and uh, you know, you've had a really interesting career, and I think one of the things that's most interesting to me about your career is that you actually started out in engineering not in digital marketing how did you end up making that shift and and why
1: yeah right uh, sometimes i wonder that too <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh yeah during my engineering days i kind of figured that business education or business in general is my passion and i wanted to figure out where i would fit in in the business and um I felt marketing is something that I wanted to try. Okay. And post my engineering, um, I, I I really enjoyed writing content at that time, right? So when I was offered this internship as a content marketer, I I jumped at it because okay. I really liked writing content. Um, and it was also really interesting because the startup that I worked with was a social journalism startup. So it's kind of like, they, they have their own blogs but I was also writing for for the brand to grow so mm-hmm. a really interesting role and that's why I, I stuck with uh, marketing and digital marketing in specific and I the rest of the roles they just came by the offers that they just came by I would seen uh, whether I I would really enjoy the role I, I would I could relate to the brand I could I could fit in the culture of the company, so mm-hmm. that way I made my decisions and I progressed. Yeah, it was not planned uh, for me to be in programmatic advertising. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I always knew that I wanted to do something in the market.
0: That's an interesting story. I I love how it, it all worked out for you in the end. But uh, so you, you've you've obviously had a very successful career in marketing um 4 years of experience and you've been able to move from company to company and i think it sounds like you were even being headhunted by some large organizations to to come and join their organization and help them out with their marketing so i'm wondering you have all that tailwind um behind you all all of that forward momentum why did you decide to put your career almost on pause and and pursue the mba
1: yeah so Better pay.
0: <laughs> no,
1: I'm just, no, I'm just kidding. So when I was working at digital marketing, I was looking more at the implementation end of things, right? Yeah. So I know how to run ad campaigns, how to optimize the revenues for the advertisers. So how to implement it, it was something that I I got my expertise on. Okay. Um, but I also wanted to get into the strategy aspect of it. I'm not saying campaign management is not strategic. Campaign management is really strategic. You need to be very uh, strategic about the way you optimize your campaigns to Mm -hmm. get better yield out of them. Yeah. But it is not as strategic as a brand manager deciding what channels to put your money into or how much money you should be putting into each of the channels. Right. So I wanted to be able to look at the big picture in a way. So that's, that's where MBA came into the picture. I wanted to learn through MBA a 360 degree view of how business happens. So that's one aspect to it. The other aspect being building my network. MBA gives you this plethora of opportunities for building your network through guest lectures or clubs or different coffee chats like i can i can reach out to jay now and say hey jay do you want to hop on a call and jay might say yes because they they see that i am an mba student they might not do that if i am a working professional they might think that oh what does he get out of uh, this chat right so um, they know now that i'm trying to learn from them Mm -hmm. and they're more willing to talk to me so that's that's also another
0: aspect of it I like that one yeah that's so true um it, it's it's so much more difficult to get coffee chats after you're out of the MBA <laughs> program
1: than when you I know right <laughs> yeah
0: that's funny okay so I guess my next question is a little bit subjective so you're you're in the MBA program now and I, I finished my MBA program last year uh, so I'm wondering from your perspective how has the MBA program changed your approach to market.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um I believe that MBA is more about the mindset, right? So MBA gives you a structure to your thought process. It it lets you think in a certain way which makes you more focused and which makes you more problem-solving oriented. That's one that's one huge learning for me from MBA mm-hmm. yeah. and it also gives you a lot of terminology, uh, business terminology That, that builds a common ground for you to talk to your stakeholders. So now I can have a conversation, intelligent conversation with the chief marketing officer of any brand and Mm -hmm. talk to them about what I want to achieve out of a, out of an advertising campaign, for example, right? So it gives you, it it equips you with the terminology, the lingo and the structured thought process. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is you would also understand how your work impacts the triple bottom line of a business. So triple bottom line being people, profit, and planet, right? So there is a lot of conversation in the industry right now about how each of the business operations contribute to your triple bottom line. And uh, after joining MBA and after learning the things that I learned here, I I could totally see how my work as a digital marketer impacts the triple bottom line of the business. And that what that does eventually is, um, I would be thinking of the whole business impact and I would, I would probably change my work in a way that, uh, maximizes the triple or bottom line for the business, right? So I, I always keep that in mind and my approach to the work would change a lot. Also, specifically for digital marketers, what we are trying to do at the end of the day is we are trying to build mental availability with our customers, right? With a, with the brand's users. Okay. By mental availability, I mean, like, we are trying to build a brand recall. Like, when they see the ads, what they're, in a way, doing is they they try to, we are trying to register our brand in the customer's minds. And whenever they see something uh, that's associated to the brand, they get a recall of the brand. So that's that's our whole work. Uh, that's our whole mission as a digital marketer. Uh, so the way that we do this is through distinctive brand assets. What what I learned through MBA is how should we place them? Where should we place them? And how much budget should we put into that to get a profitable income out of it? And what channels do we use? And how many channels can be used? And you know, really, all of these strategic decisions we'll be making. Um, as digital marketers at some point, the base for it is all built in MBA. So uh, I, I'm really, uh, thankful for all the learnings that I had uh, during mm-hmm. the two years that, that I pursued my MBA here.
0: Yeah. I, I feel very similar to you. Uh, so full disclosure for everyone. Rahul and I went to the same MBA school, Schulich School of Business at, at York University. But you know, after the MBA or when I started the MBA, one of the first things I heard is that when you complete um, it's impossible for you to walk into a business and not think about the business aspects of that company. So now, even if I go to a restaurant, I'm immediately thinking, is this company making money or is it making a loss? What are its strong points? How can it improve its service? How can it improve its, its revenue? Do you find it something similar for you as well?
1: Exactly. Exactly the same thing, right? Uh, that's what I meant when I said it's the mindset. So mm-hmm. you, you start thinking about the business as a whole business unit and not as an individual operational unit, right? This is something that our market, that our director of MBA says, Ashwin Joshi, uh, mm-hmm. Professor Ashwin Joshi uh, is the director of uh, MBA and he always says this, like after six months into your MBA, if you go and sit at a cafe or if you go for a shopping at a store, look at the, look at their business and you should start thinking about how can they make more profits or how are they making profits right now and how can they maximize it yeah, if, yeah. if you are not doing that MBA is not working <laughs> so yeah that, that's his philosophy and I find that really interesting and I, I feel like I, I my approach has changed that way like I, I start thinking about business in those terms too <laughs>
0: I agree. It's definitely one of the strong points of, of of the Schulich MBA. But you you yourself you're actually president of the marketing association, and and you lead uh, on your lead on the executive team of a few of the other clubs as well. So that means uh for us and for the audience, thankfully, you have access to some insider information, and maybe we can actually get you to share some of those marketing tactics with us today. So our audience is made up of mostly digital entrepreneurs, you know, people who are are new to marketing and trying to take maybe their their pandemic side hustle and turn it into a full-time business. And so I'm wondering, can you share some of the more relevant pieces of information that that you've been hearing in the industry and sort of tell us like what's happening right now? What are all the new things that are going on?
1: Definitely. Uh, And uh, you brought up a very important point here, like being part of student clubs, right? So that's another important aspect of being in the MBA ecosystem. Uh, student clubs will get you connected to a lot of people in the industry and also to your peers. It's a it's an amazing experience being part of uh, student clubs. And I'm currently acting as a president for Sholik Marketing Association. Yeah. And uh, I'm also marketing. Congratulations, mastering. by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you for that. Um, I'm also a marketing director of uh, Sholik Case Analysis Club. Uh, it's for people who are interested in consulting or anything case-based. Uh, and I'm also vice president of this club called Sholek Pride Alliance, mm-hmm. which is the which is queer collective at Sholik. So uh, coming back to the question, what did I learn that's uh, more relevant in the industry today? Right, um, I'm taking this course with uh, Professor Ashley Conson it's called Brand Management and it's one of the popular courses at Sholik. I'm thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying this course. Mm-hmm. And uh, in this course, we usually learn about the insights from research conducted by, Ehren, by Ehrenberg-based Institute uh, that's based in Australia. So there is this institute that's conducting all of this research about different brands and uh, they publish journals and textbooks about the research. And this course is almost... Uh, totally based on the research from this institute. So in one of our recent classes, we discussed about distinctive brand assets. So what do they mean? What do they mean by distinctive brand assets? Uh, it can be brands, logos, shapes, colors, jingles, or taglines that remind users and audience of a brand. We were learning about how how to use these distinctive brand assets in a way that's very efficient for people to m- make a brand recall. Right, So uh, that I feel directly applies to digital marketing because Ehrenberg-based research, uh, the institute's research was based on studying 5,000 brands and their digital marketing efforts. And what they noticed is for a digital ad to be noticed by the viewers and to have like a good brand recall, it needs to have two things. One is visually rich imagery. And the second one is have a unique linkage to the brand name. Obviously, when you're designing a creative for your marketing efforts right for your paid marketing efforts or even can be even for your website so mm-hmm. you need to take care of how the visuals are looking for it right um don't don't compromise on the visuals mm-hmm. second thing is unique linkage to the brand name what does it mean is um it need to remind users of your brand in particular and it need not be about the product category. So if you're a toothpaste, your, your designs should remind them of your toothpaste brand name and need not remind them of the toothpaste itself, right? Mm-hmm. So, so that's another important learning for, for, from the research. So this is all based on empirical data. Like they, they don't talk about uh, concepts. These are not like academic concepts. They're based on hard and fast rule, uh, hard and fast data that they have um, attained to through years of research. So they also found that uh, catchy taglines or, you know, great brand names or descriptions, they all come second. What comes first is these two things, imagery Mm -hmm. and the linkage to the brand name so when you're developing your creatives, do pay attention to these two things don't pay so much attention so i have seen a lot of agencies getting lost and you know coming up with great jingles or you know yeah. catchy taglines yeah. uh, that's that's really not where uh, your efforts should be focused right so this is an amazing learning for me and i i'm i'm sure that brands are already doing it i i have spoken to a lot of um, big brands during some of our SMA conferences, Shulik Marketing Association conferences. And I I saw that a lot of them echo to what what the research says here. Uh, As digital marketers, we need to always, always, always keep in mind how are we building the mental availability within the customers? Like how are we registering our brand within Mm -hmm. the customer's headspace? So now we know it's through the visual imagery. So go out and hire a good designer if you're not yeah. great with mm-hmm. uh, doing the designs yourself so that would be one uh, most relevant advice uh, for the ind- for people who are in the industry that I could give
0: I I love those two points so one don't compromise on your visual imagery and then two make sure that it connects back to your brand name and not necessarily your brand category but you rather your brand name and then if I could say, I think the main, the overall point that you were trying to, to give there is about research. And that, I think, was one of the things that surprised me about the MBA is exactly how much research actually goes into these decisions that you see the big brands making. Uh, there are so many surveys and, and interviews and and, uh, and all these things, like they're these institutes, that, like, like you were mentioning, whose entire existence is about pulling out that data and analyzing it, figuring out or, or what it meant. Was that something that, that was new to you as well? Or, or were you aware of all yeah. of these? It was new to me because, uh, marketing
1: previously, like before MBA, whenever I have done some courses online, it was mostly, uh, very intuitive, right? So it was all based on the concepts and it was all based on uh, our inclusion of what the customers might need. But mm-hmm. it was never based on these many data sets and you know there's just large amount of research going in behind each fact. So Ehrenberg-based Institute is doing some kick-ass work on that aspect. Uh, mm-hmm. Do They do um, publish journalists very frequently. They, they have books as well that you can buy and uh, read. Uh, they have two books. On how brands grow. Uh, that's the book. That's the title of the book. How, how, how brands, brands grow? grow. Okay. Yeah. So if you're interested, definitely give it a read.
0: Amazing. So yeah, that, that, that's another good point. So I hope the, the audience takes a lot of that. So how brands grow. We'll, we'll check that book out. And so, Raoul, you've been giving us some, some amazing tips, uh, here, dropping some real gems for, for the marketing community and, and representing, uh, Schulich School of Business admirably, I would say as well. So, um, just before we wrap up, I, I've got one more question to ask you. So there are people who are listening right now who are new to marketing. Um, and they're probably wondering, you know, like, what should their approach? What are the, the, what's the first thing that I need to learn about marketing in order to give myself a foundation so mm-hmm. that I can be successful and either build my company or, or get, launch a career in marketing. So from, Based on your experience, based on what you've gone through, you know, in in your career and now uh, academically, where where should people start? I would say always, always start with the customer. Always think
1: of what your customer wants or what your customer is thinking. Uh, wh- what are they thinking and why are they thinking that? Always mm-hmm. think of your customer, right? So there is this framework that's recently very popular in marketing communities. It's called Jobs To Be Done. Uh, it's, spe- it's specifically used for product marketing. But also a lot of marketers are using it in their day-to-day right now uh, to build their marketing communications and campaigns. So jobs to be done essentially says your customers are hiring your products for a specific job. So everything that they have to do with your product is for a particular need. So try and understand what that need is for your customers. So what what is it that they are hiring your product or service for? If you understand that, you can pitch in to you, you. can plug in your marketing communications in the times and in the spaces where they might think of your brand, right? If you know that they they are using this, they are using your brand for this specific specific purpose, you will then know how to communicate to them uh, to use your brand. So yeah. it, it gets easier for you to reach to them and tell them that this is this is the this is your need and this is how I am going to cater to that need. So job, like jobs to be done is also a book. So you, you, I oh. highly recommend a, anyone who hasn't read it to go have it, have a it read at it. Um, but there are also YouTube videos on jobs to be done. It, it's explained in a very simple way. You can also yeah. check those out.
0: I'm familiar with it. I think that the best explanation I've heard is someone, say your customer wants or uh, needs to hammer a nail. Right. Um, then, and they, they, they're not purchasing the hammer because they need a hammer. They're purchasing the hammer because they need a tool to drive in the nail. Right. If they could find another tool that's less expensive than the hammer, they'll buy that. They'll buy that. It's not about the hammer. It's about the job to be done, which is driving the nail.
1: Exactly. Exactly. You hit the the nail the on the hand.
0: On head. <laughs> Amazing.
1: Yeah. No. Exactly. That. That's a. Like, you know the framework. You, mm. you. You are from Sherlock, so you, you must have come across it. Yeah. So. Uh. That. That is such a powerful way of thinking about how customers use brands, right? So when you know that they need you for a specific purpose, it, it becomes even more easy to communicate to them. Now you would not communicate. Uh, about the features of the hammer rather you would, you would tell them how easy it is with a hammer that they can hit the nail right mm-hmm. so you are you're focusing your communications in a different way so that's where all of our digital entrepreneurs can k- take this key takeaway from from this approach the other thing that i would also mention here is edinburgh best institute's research even I, I i'm not sure if all of them are familiar with Mark Ritson Mark Ritson is another marketing professor okay. uh he's uh, his renowned globally uh so edinburgh best research and Mark Ritson all of them what what they say is have as many channels as possible to build the brand recall for your brand with the customers right mm-hmm. so it's always wise to invest in more channels and spread out your invest. but the important thing here so that's that's intuitive like people know that you know rather than focusing rather than putting all of your eggs in one basket you need to probably diversify and put it in different baskets so sure that's pretty intuitive for a lot of people mm-hmm. but what people might fail to do is having tailored or customized messaging or customized communication for each of these channels. It doesn't help for you to put a LinkedIn post and copy paste that onto Instagram. It doesn't help yeah. because your audience on LinkedIn are very different from your audience on, on Instagram and probably Facebook or probably Spotify podcast listeners. Everyone's very different. So if you're using multiple channels, make sure that you're tailoring your messaging differently for each of these channels. And your call to actions for each of these channels could also be very different. So you might be asking them to give you a follow on one channel, but mm-hmm. on, other, on another channel, you might be asking them to sign up for a newsletter, right? So make those decisions wisely uh, about how you are communicating on each of these channels that you're using.
0: I see. Wow, Raul, you are full of tips, man. <laughs> you, you, you've got a, a gold mine of, of knowledge and information over there. And it's amazing. The only sad thing is I know... We don't have enough time to to talk about it all, but maybe I I can make a a bit of an offer for for the audience. I can make a plea for the audience. Is it possible that the listening audience could possibly contact you to get some more information from you that they could maybe use in, in their own businesses? Or, or possibly to guide them as they consider their own MBA journey? W- would you be open to, to having some conversations w- with our audience? I'd love to have such conversations. Um, anyone who would want to c- continue
1: this conversation offline can reach out to me on LinkedIn at Rahul City And on Instagram, my handle is Hold my coffee underscore, and you can also email me at somicity.rahul at gmail.com. So you can use either of these three channels, and I'd be happy to have conversations around marketing, or philosophy, or psychology are equal human rights these are some of the areas that i'm interested in so Mm -hmm.
0: you can just reach out to me
1: anytime and we can hop on a call and have this conversation
0: i love that instagram handle hold my coffee i'm not not (laughs) going to forget that no (laughs) raul samasetti thank you very much for joining us here on the digital podcast we appreciate your time and we look forward to having you back again to share some more tips in the future
1: Thank you so much, Jay. I really love this. I would be honored to be back on the show.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Good luck to you with the MBA program and and good luck with, with, with your career in digital marketing.
1: Good luck to you as well. Thank you.
0: Thank you, buddy.